Best of Times, live from 710 Keel Studios in Shreveport, Louisiana, celebrating age and maturity, helping you make the best years of your life the best they can be. The Best of Times, your host, Gary Kaligas. Good morning, everyone, and Happy New Year to each of you. I'm Gary Kaligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only magazine and radio show for mature adults in northwest Louisiana. Thank you for listening to our show today, and also thanking those who might be listening via the Internet at www.710keel.com. Also thanking those who might be listening via the Radio Pup and the Keel applications on their Apple and Android devices. In just a few minutes, we're going to learn how LifeShare Blood Center Help save lives. So stay to the show for some very beneficial information for you and your loved ones. It is Saturday, January the 9th, and our show is being broadcast from the studios of News Radio 710 Keel and 101.7 FM, a town square media station here in Shreveport, Louisiana. However, today's show is not live and has been pre-recorded, so we will be unable to accept calling questions and comments from our loyal radio listeners. Now that we have the vaccines for the COVID-19, it's going to be up to you to make that decision to get it in the upcoming weeks and months. I'm planning to get it as I am 70, and we'll get it, we'll get it soon. And uh, hopefully these vaccines will help the world get back to normal as soon as possible. God bless you and God bless your family regarding this in this area of the pandemic times. Be sure to pick up the current issue of the Best of Times, our January issue, at one of our 270 distribution locations. We thank you for the many compliments about our magazine. We do appreciate hearing from you. Remember, if you're unable to find a copy at one of our 270 distribution locations, you can always visit our popular website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com to view both current and past issues of our magazine, as well as to download our current 2020 Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory, as well as to listen to previously broadcast shows here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. I've had over, uh, probably over a hundred people ask me over the past week, when is the 2021 Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory coming out? We are working on it right now, updating each and every page of that 48 page containing over 4,000 listings, and it will be updated and printed and at our locations beginning on March the 1st. So, so wait around. It will be also online. Thank you to all you have downloaded and viewed our silver or current silver pages. It is increasing exponentially. We had over 23,000 download, downloads of this document from our website over the, since March of, this, of last year. We'll be right back with more information, but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, probably presented by AERP Louisiana and Abers Tenant Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana and Bears Tenant Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Kaligas, and I do thank you for listening to our show today. 
Joining me on my show are two guests, Mr. Phil Maxville and Diana Smathers with the LifeShare Blood Center here in Shreveport to provide us some information about their blood center and how it saves lives of persons both in our area and probably throughout the United States. So thank you, Phil, for joining us today. Yes, You're on the Best of Times Radio Hour, and thank you, Diana. Thank you. So give us a little history about LifeShare. Well, LifeShare, as everybody knows, we've been around for quite some time, but the strain has been put on our blood supply regionally. Let's just say our entire network. I want to explain to everybody what our network consists of. If you take the entire state of Louisiana, minus the New Orleans metro area, okay, includes South Arkansas and basically all of East Texas. Okay? Wow. That's our network. That's where we primarily operate in. Okay, and there's some other variances here it's and a there. Big but network. It's a it's a large area to take care of, and, and we've got. Oh, just in northwest Louisiana alone, we have 28 institutions that we serve every day, okay? And that's from hospitals, treatment centers, and the like. So it's, it's, a, it's an insurmountable understanding of, of what the current needs are and what we try to do and supply those needs for our area institutions. And it's getting more and more challenging every week with, with different needs and different aspects of what's going on. So everybody understands, you know, LifeShare is located at 8910 Linwood Avenue here in Shreveport. That's a corporate office in Shreveport. We have a satellite office in Bossier. We got an office in Texarkana. We got uh, another re- uh, center in Monroe. We have one in Alexandria, Lake Charles, Baton Rouge, and Beaumont, Texas. Wow. Those are the primary centers we have. We have some other satellite op- you know, operations here and there, but and then we have the massive amount of mobile drives that operate on a daily basis. So, you know, either bus or setup or whatever, you know, is in need at the time. Well, Phil, I, let's, let's tell our listeners something critical. I just got word about a media alert that there is a blood shortage critically yes, in the area. Very much today so. Is, today is Saturday. Um, uh, can they? Can people donate blood on a Saturday? Yes, they can. Yes, okay. they can. They can go to your offices on any regional center that they can go to. Look on our website, LifeShare.org. And why is this? That. Because of the holidays? Well, the fact, it's a amount of a lot of things. Uh, the, the holidays definitely put a strain, and and people are very busy. Their schedules get you know challenged, and and some people are just really adamant. Uh, about donating, and they do come through for us. But there are a lot of people who just, it's out of sight, out of mind. And unless they have a personal connection with a need out there, it just doesn't get done. And and that's why we say our supply is dwindling the way they are right now. And when you say also the COVID-19 has caused oh, some critical and brother drives. That's a whole, center. yes, yes. It's uh, the need for our for our services and for the blood products that we uh, collect from our donors is getting more and more uh, challenging to collect every day. And there's so many different kind of reasons why and, things happen. And, Phil, yeah. you might want to tell our listeners, you know, when there's a blood shortage, it causes possible delays in certain many, pr- many in procedures done by physicians many. and surgeons. So we get notified. They have to wait, right? Oh, yeah. We get notified from time to time when a, uh, when a surgery gets postponed, especially a heart surgery, that needs to have on standby in the operating room the enough to, uh, uh, supply of that blood type to perform that procedure safely. And if it's not there, then they have to delay that needed surgery uh, that patient needs. 
And that goes for surgeries. That goes for uh, other treatments, people fighting cancer, leukemia, especially kids. That's my soft spot big time. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So, again, I encourage you out there, if you got the time and effort, um, Saturday or go Monday uh, to their offices on Linwood Avenue in Shreveport or their offices at 1523 Doctors Drive in Bossier City. And you, sh- you can also visit their website at www.lifeshare.org to find out if they're having the local blood drive, but also where else you can, yes. can donate. Yes, and we have a very active, uh, engaging uh, Facebook page as well. And it's at LifeShare Blood Center. That's the uh, actual page here locally. And uh, we are answering questions on a so, daily basis. So people ask me, how often can you donate blood? If you're donating one unit of whole blood, okay. it's once every 56 days. 50, just 56 days? 56 days. days. I tell folks to make it simple for them every two months. <laughs> okay? <laughs> it just makes it a little easier. Now, there's different products that we collect from individuals. The one, of course, you brought up is the whole blood. All right, that's, that's, that's a, that takes about five to seven minutes on average uh, to collect from any donor. And we have a, press, a process, an Alex machine that we use uh, for a lot of donors, and we're able to collect either, like, either two units of red cells uh, from a particular donor. And when they do that, they have to wait 112 days or four yeah. months. Okay, and we're actually able to, you know, collect plasma from some donors based on their blood type. Now, what they donate and and what our current needs are, you know, we offer them during their screening process what they're able and qualified to donate. And uh, it's up to the donor, individual donor, what they would like to try to uh, do that day. So explain to our listeners the process if they have done this. And a lot of them, there are some occasionally fears of getting, of donating blood, mm-hmm. don't you think? Mm-hmm. We hear it every day. Okay. Every so, day. So tell us, let's well, get rid of those. Okay. Let's get rid of those faux pas issues, right? That's right. Okay. So we hear a lot of folks, I'm anemic. Well, mm-hmm. that, I hear that every day. And I tell folks, well, you just don't sometimes want to go to, you, know, you walk up to a bus and say, I'm going to donate today. You're not properly prepared. Uh, and a lot of folks, they're, they're, you know, a dietary, everyday life thing doesn't always, you know, enable them to have enough iron in their, in their blood to pass screening. And, and it just takes a little preparation. And that's what we try to tell folks all the time. So explain to our listeners, there is a screening process. There's a screening process. And explain what, what is done during the screening Within process. Within the 10 to 15-minute time period, it differs on each donor, but that's about average. And it goes through the iron testing, all right? We go through the, you get like a mini physical, some would say. You get your, your vitals taken care of, your temperature, your blood pressure, your temperature. Uh, we check all of that, okay? Make sure you fall within those parameters so you can donate safely. And That's also, I'm sure you screen for the COVID. Right? We're, well, we're screening. <laughs> we don't. There, there's no. We don't do a diagnostic exam. Okay, as part of the temperature and everything else. So they don't have those preliminary uh, uh, symptoms. Okay, then they will move on through the screening process. Okay, but we do advise folks if you have any type of symptoms of the flu or cold or COVID, we actually do not try to attempt to donate that day, okay? But during the screening process, that's all laid out. We do every bit of that to make sure people qualify to do a safe donation. That is the key. We want them to be smiling in, smiling out. So, Phil, what happens if they come in and they don't know their blood type? That you type the blood? Well, actually, the, the typing of blood, okay, happens when it gets back to the center. 
Oh. Right? And then you so they just donate blood and you yeah. don't know if it's an yeah. A, B, O, Every whatever. day. Every day. And, and that's the fascinating part. We, we have so many times people come up to me and say, I don't know my blood type. But that's okay. Because when you donate, you're going to find out. And we send them a letter in their donor car with all the great information they probably didn't even know they could get. And it comes right to them. And then they get all excited. We want them to come in and donate again. You know, we want them to be a part of this life-saving opportunity. Oh, I'm sure you have a lot of techs back there that are analyzing the blood, right? Every day. Every day. You Every probably day. have 10 or 15 of them at least. There's a lot that. of folks behind the scenes. Well, let me give you an FYI. I yes, if you knew that. Tina Caligas, my wife. Yeah, lovely as she is. Worked at the blood center for many years. No kidding. She was one of the technicians there and did so well that she was offered a job in blood banking at LSU Health, uh, Allied, Health, awesome. Health, Allied, Health, Allied Health Services, LSU. Did not and know she, that. And she taught there for 15 years in phlebotomy and blood banking and all the other. You got the inside different. track, Gary. So you didn't she tell was, me that. Yeah, but that was when it was, <laughs> life's year was a little bit smaller, I'm sure. And, that's uh, on East Wilkinson? Yeah. Yeah, that's where I. That's where most of my times when I donated my twenty plus gallons Whoa. was on East Wilkinson. That's right. That's where they mm-hmm. were. That's where they were. Okay, so um, let's let's uh, again. I think let's try to get those uh, those reasons why people don't donate um, out there because it, it it seems to me that I hear more people say, "Well, first of all, am I too old?" No. Okay, there's no age. There's not an age restriction. If you're healthy and... Young people can't, right? Oh, yes. You can donors 16 years and older. Okay. That is the minimum is 16 years old. And you have to have a parent consent form. We have those forms that the... uh, Push have high school blood drives. Mm -hmm. Okay, and they're wonderful. Uh, 16-year-olds can donate and do donate, and we need more of them to donate. Because this is something that people don't realize. During the school year, a normal school year, mm-hmm. okay, one out of four units of blood collected during the school year is from a high school student. Wow. Can you imagine why we're also in a crisis right now? Mm. Those students are not coming out to donate. Sure, they're not And there. that's another whole chapter of understanding how we get to those high school students. And this is why we need moms and dads and grandparents to understand we need them now. To, to understand all the benefits and all the really cool things that they can be a part of to okay. donate. Okay, here's a question that one of my listeners uh, uh, wanted me to ask you. Regarding donating blood, let's say they have a loved one that's in the hospital mm-hmm. and had an emergency situation and needs blood. Do they donate the blood there or they go to LifeShare? It, it has to go through. You know, LifeShare is the regional depository. If you want to say so they're, they're not going to be collecting the blood that they will no. in the Christus Island. Okay? No. no, no. So that I mean, is it's, it's all that a lot of people centers. need to be aware of that. They think yes, that sir. when they're right there, they can donate for mom or uncle or no. aunt or the kid that might have a car accident. You're 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 right, and we need people to understand that you know we will do everything we possibly can uh, to make folks aware of what you know when they can donate, where they can donate, so they can be part of the solution. Well, that's important. Bottom line. That's important. So, again, donating blood saves lives. So expand upon that. Well, if for every one unit of blood collected, whole unit, can mm-hmm. save up to three lives. Can can really touch three people. Whoa. Okay? And when someone I mentioned about the uh, double red cell, mm-hmm. okay, you're up to six people. All right? And, and it just multiplies from there. 
and people don't realize the the power of a unit. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's an amazing feat to to to, to understand the, all the dynamics that go into one unit of blood collected. So when people try to under you know want to know more uh, of, of how all this transpires from 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 starting to screen to end, it takes thirty minutes on average. Thirty minutes. And we're asking folks to give us thirty minutes for once every two to three months. That's true. Not a lot of time. And you've been at the uh, Senior Expo a couple of times. Yes, sir. And, and collected up some. Yes, sir. And that was that was a good good. Feeling. A lot of fun too, by the way. A lot of fun. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad <laughs> you enjoyed it. But I had a, I had a bunch of seniors I tried to suggest to them, and they told me, that, oh, Gary, I'm too old. I'm 82. I don't think I, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I can donate about it. Can I? If I lose a pint of blood, I'm going to probably pass out. Mm-hmm. So here, answer right. that. Well, one. some of those questions. It's all about preparation. Okay. Uh, okay. I do prepare. There's, there's three things which I tell people all the time when I do sign-up events, mm-hmm. either at church or a school or whatever, okay? There's three things. First off, eat a really good meal before you donate, okay? okay. If, it's a, if it's a breakfast, if you're going to be donating that morning, make mm-hmm. sure you eat something solid the night before, okay. all right? Drink lots of water. Good old-fashioned H2O goes a long way. Okay. Lay off the caffeine. Really? Period. And especially for women. Uh, it, it, studies have shown that caffeine is a natural diuretic, mm-hmm. right? And it kind of detours the food that you eat from being absorbed by your system uh, the other direction. Mm, okay? And it does not help. And a lot of folks, you know, iced tea, you know, carbonated sodas, coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear that. I can't live without my coffee. Well, I tell <laughs> folks, go ahead and get a couple swigs in your mouth. Get that mental thing that you know you just had some coffee. You had your caffeine kick. Now it's just water. Just water. It's just a water. mental state of mind, right? But that, that and, and bring your picture ID with your full name on it. You know, and we also collect and use Louisiana Wallet, the app from the state. That is acceptable as used to be for identification yeah, purposes. Yeah, I got that on my system. And a lot of folks are not bringing their hard plastic anymore. They're just not. Uh, I, I've been seeing that over and over again. And so, so if, but they have a picture ID, their employee or a school ID. That will work. Okay. Why is an ID needed? You what? have to prove who you are. It you, goes you can't to, get you can't give it anonymously. Or? No. The FDA, the FDA has very strict guidelines mm-hmm. on what can be done for donor, uh, for blood safety, okay? And and there's a whole track and other areas, issues, medical purposes. There's a whole lot. So when you when you get the blood, uh, what does what do the technicians do with it? A lot. Now you're gonna bring up our next thing. We're offering tours. Okay. At LiveShare Blood Center, it's called After the Donation Tour, mm-hmm. and and it is starting uh, January 13th. It's going to be the oh. second and fourth uh, Wednesday of the month, mm-hmm. uh, starting from 2 to 4. And the fact is, we are looking uh, to explain all of the magic that happens behind the scenes. You call it magic? I call it magic. Honest to God, I tell you. I encourage you, Ruben, I encourage you, I encourage everybody here at the uh, 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 radio studio to come and do a tour at Live Share Blessing. I had folks, I've done tours for high school groups. Uh, the YMCA staff have come by and their minds have been blown. Okay, but let me ask you because uh, uh, what about this COVID? 19 scenario. Very few people are allowing tours or Well, visits. we have a minimum. We have to keep them small groups. 
Okay. okay. And that's that's the key. We have small groups Good. that are being to no more than six people at a time. And while we're in a facility, everybody's got to use a mask, standard, okay? And we well, we use the FDA guidance and CDC protocols to make sure we do have a safe experience. And that's the key. But we want folks to be educated because the best mm. kind of donors are the educated ones. That is true. That's the bottom line on that. Well, hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information, but now we're more sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Geel, proudly presented by A Bears, Town and Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer, and AARP Louisiana. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Key. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, probably presented by AERP Louisiana and A-Bears Tunnel Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today are two important guests, Mr. Phil Maxville and Miss Diana Smathers with the LifeShare Blood Center here in Shreveport. They're providing us information about their blood center and how it saves lives of persons in our area. So thank you, Phil, and thank mm-hmm. you, Diana, for joining us today. You're welcome. So mm-hmm. we've learned a little bit about uh, uh, blood needs, and I do want to make an announcement. We got a media alert from both your offices and other uh, hospitals throughout the area that there is a blood shortage in a critical state. Yes, sir. And explain what that means. Well, we are teetering on half a day. Wow. Supply. And that on causes our critical needs, and especially that, O's and B's. And that causes certain uh, surgeries and being delayed. Yes, sir. So yes, sir. Uh, Other treatments that are necessary uh, to be done, and they have to be pushed back, and that's so unfortunate. So we're, we're going to encourage uh, today, Saturday the 9th, you can go to LifeShare Blood Center located on 8910 Line Avenue in Shreveport. Or Linwood. 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 That's okay. Linwood. 8910 Linwood in Shreveport or 1523 Doctors Drive in Bossier City. Yes, sir. To donate today. So Mm -hmm. we hope that people will go out there to help the cause and hopefully others throughout the area will pass the word around. Yes, sir. So, again, that's a a timely notice that there is a critical need in our area. You might want to mention, I, I, I think years ago when I... I was amazed how much blood shipped out of this. You've got a big catchment area, but sometimes it's, when it's really desperate, other blood centers, y'all share. Right? If we get it. If we, if get we it. got it. That's right. Uh, <laughs> right now, we, we, we're you not got, shipping anything anywhere. Maybe. It's being sucked up out from our hospitals right now. Well, back right in the now. old days, you did. I yeah, did. I, I understand. was like amazed. Well, last year, so when we were in a little bit of a different, different situation and we needed to bring some in, mm-hmm. okay, and we were fortunate enough at that time, we were able to get some from Hawaii. Whoa. We got some from Hawaii, and that's that's been a little over a year ago, okay? So they they, they ship, they send they you over there. They just happened to have some that they could offer did us. they send you over there to collect it? No, they air freighted it. Okay. Air freighted okay. right okay. over here to us, and okay. it was put to good use for quick like. But right now, there is a nationwide blood products shortage mm-hmm. everywhere. Everywhere, and we I get news alerts every day. Uh, you know where they're trying to plead with people, uh, darn near beg people to to step up and and give us thirty minutes of their time. 
just 30 minutes. So I know it's variable, but what's the most requested blood type? Uh, right now, from the hospitals, and Diana, please correct me because I'll think I'm, I'm, I'm probably sure about this, but O positive right now is the most <laughs> used uh, blood type that's from the hospitals and treatment centers. Uh, o negative, I would say, is the close se uh, second uh, because it's the universal mm -hmm. blood type. Now, like myself, I'm O negative. So I have to have O negative, though. I can't take anything else, but everybody can use my blood type. Mm, didn't know okay? that. Didn't know that. So, and, and, and folks will also realize that AB type donors are the universal plasma donors. So if you needed plasma, we didn't know your blood type, mm -hmm. you'd be getting AB, oh. bottom line. We had to find out what your blood type was, and we go from there. But uh, O negative is used for anybody on a, in an ambulance or paramedics or helico uh, helicopter ambulances. Mm -hmm. They have O negative on board to make sure that they can stabilize the patient during transport to keep them stable. Okay, good and there's not enough for them either. Wow. And, and and then you have the hospitals and the treatment centers and the critical care facilities. Uh, they're they're needed. So. so how long does how long does blood last? Forty. I believe it's 46 days, Diana. Am I right? Yeah, 45. 45, 45. days. They can wow. stay refrigerated, but it doesn't last that long. I would say if someone donated today, mm -hmm. all right, then there's like a two like a two to three day quarantine period while the testing is being done, mm -hmm. and they'll see that on these tours. We're going to go with that in a second. Then it's released and it's gone. So within a week, within a week. That blood that was donated is being used by somebody. So, let's again mention that you're going to be offering tours yes, of the um, LifeShare Blood This Center. is the first time we're publicly putting this out there, so we're very happy to be able to do this. And it will be uh, at all your locations or just the Linwood? Yes, it's Shreveport, the Shreveport Center right now. That's actually, folks don't realize, but all the blood is collected in our network all comes to Shreveport for processing. I didn't know that. Yes, okay. wow. and, and it's sent back out to the different centers that need it and supply their hospitals and so forth. But this, I mentioned the magic, okay? Mm -hmm. When I mentioned the magic, I'm talking about when, they, when, the, when the blood's collected and it, and it goes back to the center for processing. I call it for bag and tagging, all right? But it's also tested and it's earmarked and it's processed, manufactured, if you will, okay? And we take whole blood units. All right, and we put them in a big machine, several of these large machines that spin and separate the plasma and the red cells from a whole blood donation. Okay, okay? Understand that. And, and there's a whole process behind that. Then there's the filtering process. Then we have the same area that's in the manufacturing component area is where we actually do the platelet collection and testing and processing of platelets. Platelets are only done in the center because it takes about an hour and a half on average, sometimes a little longer, depending upon what type of donation they're doing. But there's the, the platelet donations have to be used within five days from mm. collection. So the process and turnaround time for a unit of platelets is critical. And they and it's nothing goes to waste. I mean they're 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 on it like like crazy. <laughs> but the process for getting those platelet units together and, and, and shipped and processed to get to those patients is immense. The pressure is crazy. Okay, so that's one component of the of the tour, but then we have the reference laboratory, which works immensely with individual patient care issues, you know, antigens and antibodies that people have and their mm -hmm. cross matching right. needs. We work on a national, sometimes international 
basis, right out of here is Shreveport. Oh. And it's a fascinating place where we store rare blood cells in nitrogen cryotanks. It's mind-blowing. That's, that's really cool. Then we have what the scientific services uh, lab, they do with DNA cross-matching. Okay, with different cool. individual markers and what, you know, make sure people can actually have a good match uh, and, and try to correct it and look into the research aspects of an individual patient needs. Awesome. That's fascinating. That and is fascinating. then we have the newest addition to LifeShare Blood Center is the Cellular Services Lab. What does that and do? This is the collaboration from LSU Research Hospital and uh, Louisiana Tech Engineering, and they all come to the live share and they wear the clean suits they got clean rooms they actually go in and, and using different components of blood core blood donated core blood and they actually sometimes they make things for individual mm -hmm. patients make things make what oh it could go it can come to different tissue needs it's like okay. this could, these are stem cells stem cells okay. okay and they can either make it depends upon the, what the patient's needs are and what the needs are at the present time I've heard some different aspects of part of a valve okay and and there's there, it's above my amazing, pay grade amazing. that's why these tours are so fascinating i learn something every time when i take a tour through i well, learn I'm, something I'm, new I, can't, I look forward so this begins on the 13th yes that which is next wednesday wednesday yes this coming wednesday from two yeah. to four and it's going to be every day or it's how? every it's wednesday second and fourth wednesday of the month as okay. of right now Okay. okay, depends on how you have to we call for reservation. They're actually doing online. You, you can go. actually go on, go to lifeshareblood.org, our website. I know there's so much going on, right? Okay. But you can go to a website and find more information about that. We yeah. also are using the Shreveport Convention Tourism Bureau, Louisiana, uh, the Shreveport Bossier Fund Guide platform, because okay. this is medical tourism. Good, right, good, right. Yes. So can they call the 673? 1485 is my number, okay? Uh, if you want more information about tours, I'm handling those myself personally. Good. And uh, we're booking people I'm now. Good. We're asking questions constantly about these tours. And we want folks to be more educated about what happens here in this report area in our network. Okay. That's, that is awesome. So let's, They're free, let's, by the way. Oh, uh, you did you, you totally didn't mention free. that, Bill. Totally yeah, free. free. I like the word totally free. free. Okay, let's, word. let's get Diana involved in, <laughs> please, in, in this. Please, please, please. Okay, so convalescent plasma donation. This is becoming a pretty um, big deal, Chocolate. hasn't it? And why is that, it Diana? Is. Why is that? Well, we, we desperately need the convalescent plasma to treat critically ill patients who are in the hospital. Uh, we're getting orders from physicians uh, for convalescent plasma for for those patients. And right now, we don't have enough convalescent plasma to fill those orders. Okay. And why is that? Well, because we have a lot of people who, um, who donate, uh, who have been donating and just are not aware that they can donate convalescent plasma. The convalescent plasma donation guidelines go pretty much along the blood donation guidelines. Uh, obviously, you had to have uh, have COVID and have recovered from it in order to have the antibodies. Right. Um, and once uh, once you recover and your symptoms are gone for 14 days, then you're eligible to come in and let us screen you for convalescent plasma donation. So now the what, thing about quick question. Ahead. Do you mm -hmm. test for the antibodies for COVID? 
<clears throat> actually, we do not test. What we do is we collect the convalescent uh, plasma, and uh, once we run our regular normal 11 test that we run on everything uh, on blood donation, we tend it over and get the uh, antibody level tested. So that's outsourced. But what we do at that point is if there are any antibodies in there, it needs to have a level of 160 for patients to be treated with it at the hospital. Um, at that point, as long as it's cleared the regular 11 test, um, that plasma is sent immediately as quick as it can be uh, to physicians who requested it. Um, and I get those results back in about a, a week, week and a half, and I'm so I have uh, quite a few donors that I call and I say, hey, guess what? You came in, you donated the convalescent plasma. Thank you so much. Your donation uh, had great antibodies in it, and you were able to help three to four people, um, three to four different people. Um, I need you to come back in and donate convalescent plasma again. How, the often, can they, how often can they donate? Well, the, the process that we use, uh, we remove the blood. We use the Alex machine like Phil was referring to earlier for the double red. We remove some blood <clears throat> from the donor. Uh, it goes through the machine. It separates the plasma out from the blood, and we give the donor the blood back. Because we do it that way, we're able to collect enough plasma to help more than one person, and the individual who receives their blood back um, literally can donate again in 14 days. Wow. Okay, yeah. the other, the other yeah. question. So, how do they? How does a person know if they've had, if they've been diagnosed with COVID nineteen and recover? They should they have been diagnosed and should they have done the antibody test before they come see you and donate convalescent plasma? <clears throat> no, sir. Um, as long as someone feels like they have had COVID and obviously recovered. Uh, then all we need them to do is to come into um, the Shreveport uh, Center or the Bossier Center or any other of the life share centers, and what we're going to do at that point is screen them, do them all the regular normal uh, blood donation screenings, uh, because obviously you've got to have a certain iron level before you can donate blood or convalescent plasma or, or, or anything. Uh, you do the regular screenings, um, but we do not have to have official paperwork uh, saying that you're positive or negative, we're going to go by your word because once we collect that convalescent plasma, we're going to get that antibody level tested before it goes out to the hospital. Okay. Uh, um, a listener wanted me to ask you, can they donate if they've had the new COVID-19 vaccine? At this point in time, uh, someone who has received the COVID-19 vaccine would not be able to donate convalescent plasma. Um, they could donate blood, uh, but they would not be eligible to donate convalescent plasma. One of the other um, caveats with uh, donating, being eligible to donate, is if you were treated in the hospital with convalescent plasma, you have a deferral period of one year uh, before because you've received a blood product. And this is, mm -hmm. this is for anyone who's received a blood product. They have a deferral of a year. So those people, uh, I had a, a wonderful lady call me. She said, someone donated convalescent plasma. She said, that saved my life. She was so emphatic. She said, I want to do it for someone else. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, she's going to have to wait a year before she is able to donate blood or plasma or platelets. 
um, and that is just the uh, the FDA guidelines. And do we know the reason why, clinically? Uh, as far as waiting for mm-hmm. a year, because they've received the blood product, we want it's part of uh, the safety of the blood supply. Oh, okay. okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, is, is there uh, other than the infusion method? that they're going to be administering this this plasma per person? Is there another method? I was reading somewhere that is another method by which they're donating, they're getting this plasma into patients. Hmm. Well, I'm the only one that I'm aware of is uh, through fusion or IV um, in the hospital. But as I said, I am on the end of asking people uh, desperately to donate and so I'm not medically in the hospital, so I'm not aware okay. of any other method that they might be using right now. I have one thing, Diana, you might be able to answer. Uh, this past week, I had one of my friends uh, who has been tested positive and is going through treatment. And she mentioned to me that they, the doctor wanted to offer me the synthetic, the anacoral, I can't say the word correctly yet. Mono, the monoc- Yes, plasma. Yes. And she didn't want that. She wanted the real stuff. And she, she wanted her friends to donate on her for her so she would get the real stuff, mm-hmm. not the synthetic. And she had more. So there is a synthetic? Yeah. And I, I honestly, yeah. it's above my, Diana knows more probably about that than I do. Well, there's a, the treatment procedure that they have now is a monococcal procedure uh, that is an infusion that is offered, um, and it's actually done as an outpatient. But I think there's a lot of qualifiers. Um, the study that I'm aware of, you have to be at least, uh, I think, 65 years of age in good health. And you certainly want to ask your doctor, what are my options? Okay, good, good point, good point. Hold that thought. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back with more information. But now we're more sponsored and advertisers you make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and A Bears Town and Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FO Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, The Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana Neighbors, Tenant Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today are two guests, Phil Maxville and Diana Smathers with the LifeShare Blood Center here in Shreveport, giving us some information about their blood center and how it saves lives of persons in the area. So before I get back to Phil and Diana, I want to mention there is a critical blood shortage in the area. So if you can or you will, please donate blood to the LifeShare Blood Center located at 8910 Lidwood Avenue in Shreveport or 1523 Doctors Drive in Bossier City. And they are open today, Saturday, January the 9th. Mm-hmm. From what time to what time? Oh, you got to ask me on a question. Oh, I'm sure. uh, eight, eight, o'clock, 8 o'clock till 1. 1 o'clock on Saturdays. Yes. Well, our right, and eight. that's the Shreveport Center is open yes. until uh, okay. uh, 1 o'clock. Okay, so going back to convalescent plasma donation, and explain to our listeners what that means. I mean, I don't think you explained it to them. I think they understand it, but maybe. But I I want you to get it very clear. Okay. So when somebody comes in to uh, donate convalescent plasma, we're we're going to do our our regular tests uh, that we do for blood, Uh, you know, uh, blood pressure, um, iron level, things like that. 
Um, when someone donates convalescent plasma, that plasma is tested to see whether or not an individual has the antibody. Okay, and they receive a letter or an email from LifeCare indicating to them uh, that they are positive or negative for COVID-19 antibodies. Okay, great. Okay, so there is a, uh, we do send that out to the lab uh, once uh, we've determined that they are positive for antibodies. That antibody level has to be at a certain amount uh, so that it can be used for treatment for patients in the hospital. Okay. And all of that is, yeah, all of that comes from their convalescent plasma donation. So if someone has antibodies or doesn't have antibodies, we're not going to know until they come into a life share area and donate um, convalescent plasma or if we, have, uh, if we have a blood drive. And during our blood drive, uh, we say, oh, by the way, when you donate blood today, we're going to check and see if you have antibodies in your uh, blood. Uh, and also, at that point, the donor would receive an email to let them know that they also, they do have, uh, have tested positive or negative for uh, COVID antibodies. So what happens, Diana, if they've already been tested and they're said they're positive, and you're just going to reconfirm that for them? Well, if they if they test, donate convalescent from my we're losing her. Going to determine what level it's at. There she is. Okay, say that again. Now you broke up a little bit on the on the circuit here. <clears throat> Pardon me. Well, um, whenever someone donates, <coughs> excuse me, uh, convalescent plasma, and they've already tested positive for antibodies, then they are a potential donor. We need right. them to come on in. And we're going to do the regular uh, screening to make sure they're eligible to donate. And once they are eligible to donate, we're going to take their convalescent plasma. We're going to do 11 tests on it, just like we normally do for blood. But in addition to that, we're going to do another antibody test that says the level of antibodies that they have. Okay. Okay. That's because good. They have, yeah, good because Yes, sir, because it has to have a certain level to treat patients at the hospital. Oh, okay. I didn't know. You mentioned level, but you didn't say there's a certain criteria, a certain level that mm-hmm. is going to be it's going to be therapeutic enough to help an individual. Okay, and the okay. other important thing I think you need to mention, because I've had a lot of people that are, are getting the vaccine, and I've had a lot mm-hmm. of people that tell me they have the antibodies. And Why? so they're getting the vaccine in addition. Once they get the vaccine, even though they have the antibodies, you can't, they can't do the convalescent plasma donation, correct? That is correct. They would not be eligible to donate uh, convalescent plasma. Uh, however, they can still be blood donors. Oh, okay, that's good news. That's good news as well. That's good news as well. So, what else can you can you? So, what's the popularity of this being done in the area? As far as the, how, I'm going to tell you how 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 often is it being used in the Arclitex? Convalescent plasma. We yes. have convalescent plasma going out every single day. I mean, just wow. as quick as we can get it. It's not even resting on the shelf. Um, we have we have so much of a request right now. Um, obviously, physicians need this for patients in the hospital. Mm-hmm. I had someone call me the other day, uh, actually more than one person call, and say they had a friend in the hospital who had been waiting four days for convalescent plasma. I and you know that, that has got well. to that's got to be an eternity for someone who has mm-hmm. COVID. Whoa. Oh my gosh, I cannot even imagine. So. 
my whole purpose is to be able to um, talk to donors, answer questions, any questions that they may have about their eligibility, uh, what the process is, and actually schedule them. Uh, my office number is actually under the convalescent plasma area uh, on lifeshare.org, and that's what I do. That's what I do all day. Sometimes I get calls okay. on Saturdays. And what is Sunday. that? Can you give that number to our listeners out here? Sure. Yeah, what's the number? It is 318-673-1539. Okay. Well, thank you, yes. Bob. Tell our listeners to call you. I, I, again, the importance of this, to get it as quickly as possible, I'm sure there's many, many out there that do not know that they can actually donate blood. I mean, I heard individuals tell me that they've, mm-hmm. they've been they've been tested positive for the antibodies, and I, I commented, if you have them, why don't you donate blood? Why should I do that? <laughs> so you could be helping someone else that had COVID in the hospital. And it's it changes. Crazy. I mean, the antibody levels can stay high uh-huh. or they can they can dissipate. After time, and, and and here's another thing people don't realize: you don't always have to go to a blood center to donate convalescent plasma. You can do it on a mobile drive as well, right, and that's right. where a lot of logistics come in play. That's kind of like where my my uh, we have other colleagues and myself go out and arrange mobile blood drives, either they be on a bus or set up in a facility or a small organization. Uh, one comes to mind right now. It's this specific blood drive, a, a convalescent plasma drive at Wolf's Night Paramount. And they're going to have one uh, opened up uh, January 25th okay. uh, from 9 till 2. And so they're going to be opening it up. And it's a lot for their staff, okay, but it's open to the public. And so logistics, if it helps one, someone, they can come by and we'll have the information. It's open to the public and you can easily find it on our website as well. That's great. Well, thank you. So one of the, well, I wanted to make one short mention. Uh, one of the things that uh, people have been concerned about, yeah, um, is that they felt like they had had the virus too long ago, in order, and they don't have the antibodies anymore. In, in talking with people just all over the state of Louisiana, um, with COVID, we really don't have any track history here. Um, normally, it's 90 days, and your antibodies dwindle down. Well, I've got people who were sick in the summertime, and they still have antibodies, and they are still donating convalescent plasma. So come on in. Let us screen you. Let's uh, donate, and let's find out if you have the antibodies, and if you do, let's get them out of you and get them to the hospital. Uh, okay, Phil. Thank you, Phil and Dino, for educating us about LifeShare Blood Center. We hope our individuals will contact you as well. Uh, do contact Dino if you're concerning about convalescent plasma donation. Her number is 673-1539. If you want to call Phil, it's 673-1485 about the upcoming tours that he's going to be starting on January the 13th. Of course, visit their website, LifeShare.org. Again, thank you all for Been joining us It's a pleasure, Gary. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our show. Hope you'll join us next Saturday for another interesting show to benefit you or your loved ones. Learn more learn more about our magazine, radio show, and events. Please visit our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com. May God bless you and your family. God bless America. Thank you again for listening to our show. I'm Gary Caligas, wishing you and yours the best of times, both today and every day. Have a great day. 
Thanks for listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on 101.7 FM and 710 Keel. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 9 a.m. for more Best of Times. This is 101.7 FM and 710 Keel.